Let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the I Like Birds podcast. I'm so honored that you joined us today, and I'm even more honored by the person that's standing in front of me today, sitting in front of me today. Uh, it's Terry Miner Jr., y'all, and I met this man in a Starbucks in Burleson, Texas, y'all. I was sitting at my desk, or sitting in my little chair there, and I had my computer open, and I see I see this man walk back and forth from me a couple times using the restroom, and I look over, and I see he has merch on that says, God is good, God over everything, and I was like, yo, he's representing in the kingdom today. Let me make some conversation <laughs> with him. Next thing you know, we're talking for about, I think, an hour, hour and a half about the Lord, about life, about ministry, about what each of us do for a living and, and the way we honor the Lord. And I'm so happy that you decided to join us today and you accepted the invite to come share with the people what you do. And uh, say hello to the people, Terry. Oh, it's a, it's an honor to be here, first of all. Thank you, Zach. And uh, it's, a, it's a major blessing to be here. I, I, I remember, like you just said, from even meeting you, you know, it's different when you meet, you know, people that, that you can just sense the presence of God on people. It, it's genuine. Mm. There was a genuine spirit about you. And you had so much life and joy to you already. It was just an example of like, this is this is what it should be like when we see other believers. You know, you, you see that love and that joy. And that was awesome. And you were so open. And um, it was it was it was just, you know, awesome just to meet you, man. And we had that conversation and just see where God takes it from there. And here we are. I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Here we are, and this yeah. is so cool because I knew this day was going to come. It was it's just, <laughs> I feel like it's been over a year since that's happened, uh, but I was just so moved by your story, and it was cool to follow you on social media and see the music that you make and just see uh, the way you put on for Jesus when it comes to putting out their scripture and seeing you travel and doing some ministry work uh, all over the world. It's just incredible. So tell the people a little bit about your story, about how you came to Texas and how ministry has been like what you've been walking towards this in, for the last few years. Oh wow, um, man! I'll say it all started with my with my my uh, pops, man. My daddy, he. I'm telling you, he. Um, with me being a a, a a preacher's kid coming up, I was literally <laughs> born. I, I would like to say born in no born into it into the uh, the uh, faith. Uh, of course, I gave my life to Jesus Christ when I was real young, but ever since then, I always had that model, like I said about you, like you see that love and that joy and that peace. It was like always, like I was so blessed and honored and fortunate by God to have that in my home. Mm. Like that was actually in my home. So that's what I went home to every day. It wasn't just Sundays when it's time to get ready for church and everybody's you know, acting different and saying amen. No, it was, it was any day of the week, it was peace, it was love. It was joy. And if we didn't know how to do something, we would go to God and pray. So it's like everything that came through that um, my uh, coming up in the house, it was like I, I've always been very I've, like this high level observationist. Like, I mean, just I don't know if that's a word observationist, but I observed like to a high degree. Like, so I would be quiet, but I will watch. And that taught mm -hmm. me so much. So. That taught me how, you know, with life choices and moving to Texas and everything that came with it. We'll we'll get into that, but I want to put the emphasis on the importance of living it out because your kids are watching, families watching, people's watching, even when you don't think it, even the people that you think don't like you, they watching. Mm, let's go. They're not only watching, but some of them are learning through seeing what you do and how you respond and how you act and it's helping them in their life and also in their relationship with God. So that's that's actually very, very important. And so 
with that being said, I you know I want to play football at my dad. You know I got the Browns hat on today. My uh, dad played for the Browns back in the day. He was a uh, he was a quarterback in high school and college, but he played DB for the Browns in the league. Well, that's amazing. And yeah, and um, he said the reason why he chose DB over quarterback was because the uh, he saw that he could get on the field faster if he memorized the defensive playbook. Um, instead of the offensive playbook because it was way thinner. <laughs> so he wanted to get on the field faster. But um, So he preached for uh, 29 years, and we were about to celebrate his 30-year anniversary um, as being a senior pastor of our church. And we didn't get to because just a few months right before it, he went home to be with the Lord. And, I mean, it was suddenly. It was, wow. it was, it was, like, it was sudden just like that. Like, we was literally in the living room, in his living room, watching Duck Dynasty. That was my last... My last main core memory with him was sitting in the living room. We're watching Duck Dynasty, and we was laughing uncontrollably because Uncle Sai, we all know how Uncle Sai is, right? Uncle Sai was standing in, he was standing in this canoe in the middle of this uh, water, and he's just standing there, and the, 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 the canoe is very narrow, and he's trying to um, swat these bees and this stuff that was coming all, all over his beard and his head. And he's yelling with his country accent, and he's trying to swat and try not to fall over at the same time. I think he had his his uh, drink in his hand. You know, he, he always had that cup. And so we were just laughing. And then, and then we, uh, my uh, dad went to his bed, and I stayed in the living room. And then after that, after that moment, literally, like that was the last. It was the same night when it all happened. It, it was that same day. So this this uh, was the last moment. He he went to bed. I stayed in his living room with my Bible in my lap. And I turned the channel, uh, I put it on TBN, and uh, I, I, I watched TBN for like an hour, read my Bible. I was falling asleep, waking up, but taking turns, reading the Bible, falling asleep, reading the Bible, falling asleep, watch TBN, fall asleep, read the Bible. This went on for a few hours. And then he walked by me. Um, he he um, walked out of his bedroom and then walked down the hall. And when he walked down the hall, his last words to me were, he turned and said, T, you still getting it in? And that was his last word because he saw me. I was still reading, even though I was way more than half asleep. But yeah. I'm still trying to make myself reading this, getting in the word. And that was his last words. He said, you are still getting it in. Hey. And then he went to his his um, home office and he was in there uh, making notes. But what my mother said was the reason why he had went to his office in the middle of the night like that was she said he was in bed and he was asleep. And then he woke up and she heard him and he was just talking. But he wasn't talking to her. He said, okay, okay. Yes, I got it now, and I'll do that. And then that was she said that was the last word she heard him say. And then he she heard the door close. He went to his home office, and then he started writing down something that he heard from God. And then he went right back to the room. And then that's when he passed, and we and he went home to be with the Lord. And then a couple of days later, I stood up and uh, took over the church and uh, pastored the church for three years and six months. And then so from the three years and six months span, you know, from that time I was only well before that time I was only rapping. So it was no preaching at all. Like even at the concerts, there, there, there wasn't any preaching. If, if I said anything outside the music, it, it, it wouldn't have went over five to six minutes at a time. And but there was always souls being won at almost every single concert and uh, every show. And which is our core focus for everything for life is, is to win souls. Right. And, to bring, and uh, help uh, bring people to Jesus. And. So it wasn't like a challenge that I didn't think that I could do concerning transitioning from not only rapping, but now rapping, but also you're now preaching and pastoring. But this is every single week, every Sunday morning, 
Tuesday night, seven to nine, hosting prayer uh, uh, prayer nights, and then preaching again. Entire different message every Wednesday. So that was different for me from just doing shows and traveling. But um, how did the, it, how did it go? Let me pause you right there. How yeah. did it go when it came to that decision? Was that something that your family kind of just leaned into and just kind of chose you? Was it amongst the church that they voted you in to do that? Like, how did that fall into your lap as being that your your responsibility? Well, when and and it, it goes back to the moments right before he went home to be with the Lord, um, which was interesting because we saw it was it it, it was God and the Holy Ghost um, working that that um, alignment. So that way I could be able to walk through that door right when it happened. So I could be ready on time. And what that was in that working was f- about four to six months, about like yeah, you know, like four and a half to six months right before he went home to be with the Lord. My hunger for God, Accelerated. it was like unquitchable. Like I yeah. couldn't, I, 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 I could not stop. I could not stop reading the word. Like I was always reading the word. I was, I was, I was always already doing that. But it was different. It was very, very different. I could not put the Bible down. I could not stop watching TBN day in, day out. Like just, I, I could not stop listening to worship music. Like if it was here, those those last four to six months, right before he, my dad went home to be with the Lord, it was through the roof. There, there, there was no ceiling in, in that hunger. And even with my wife, like I didn't, I, I, I barely went to bed with my wife for about two or three months at a time to where I was always in the living room in a recliner because I would mm-hmm. fall asleep from reading the word. And if I was too tired to read, I would watch TV and, and just watch the word. If I was too tired to watch, I'll take a nap. This is going from about 9 or 10 p.m. to about at least 4 or 5 a.m. And this is like four or five months straight. And so in that moment, I didn't realize what was happening until afterward. I knew what it was based on his spirit bearing witness within my spirit, um, my next step concerning leading the sheep. Right when he went home to be with the Lord, then I knew in my inward man, I, it was it was I, I you no, no, nobody had to convince me nobody had to try to put a, a committee together and see what we're gonna do. I just knew in my spirit, and then so I, it, it was just a couple of days later, and I stood up Sunday morning service, and the first words came in my mouth was, "The title of this message is What's Next," Ooh. and God gave me a "What's Next" message. And um, he and he he gave me a, an an exact word. I haven't talked about this in probably a couple of years. Yeah, but he the exact word he gave me was nothing will slow down, and things will pick up speed, but only according to your faith. And that was the word he gave me. And a few days before that, he gave me the word. He said, "I, I he said I didn't leave you answerless, fatherless, or comfortless." Ooh. And when he spoke that, that hit that hit home like unlike none other because. I was the kid who always had both parents in the home. I I was the kid who all of my sports team's friends and teammates and classmates would be at my house probably every day. Like I mean, it was, and then they all come to church because they all always said they all to this day have the exact same testimony. That was nothing but love. They Mm. they they're talking about love, but and I got something to call and text me now. Some of my boys from back in the day and 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 school and teams and sports teams and all that, and they and they got kids now, and and now they they still talk about the impact that that had on their life, and now they know how to be with the kids they got now based on making sure love stays in the home and that positive environment and that peace, and so that's a major testimony to that in itself. But it's just you know it just it just it just comes with it with being consistent with Jesus.
Dang. So yeah. I love that. So three and a half years in the pulpit, unexpectedly, yeah. Yeah. and leading other people in the church. Mm-hmm. How did that go? How did they welcome you? Did they did they receive you well? How, uh, yeah. how big was the congregation? Also, yeah, man. We man, it was it was it was like a, a mid sized church. We we went from it was like oh, this is an interesting uh, uh, part of the story. We it was about twenty. I'm trying to think. This is 2023. Now I got to think back. Okay, that was 2016 when I took when I had took over the church. Yeah, so about about five to six years before my father went home to be with the Lord. We, you know how in some church, you know, uh, as at some points there are some times where people go through issues. With the transition, yeah, not transition, just church or fallouts or yeah. somebody gets in and something happens and it causes a church split or whatever. So it's like that's give you a, a a small picture of things that happen. That 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 was right before I came in to, to take over. So it was like, it, so it kind of was like a fresh start yeah. in that sense. For my dad doing so much ministry, built up so much at private schools, sports teams, everything. I mean, uh, educational um, programs with about six hundred kids coming called EBE that we was doing. We can talk about that too. But all sorts of things. But when all that stopped, when it was seemed like quote all hell broke loose, is right a few years later is right when I stepped right into it. So it was like a brand new fresh start in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but the church received it. They um, they uh, received it well, which was amazing. Um, of course, you know, it doesn't mean everybody receives it. It doesn't mean everyone is embracing it or is okay. But at the end of the day, you can't, you can never um, be moved by what somebody else thinks. That's right. You have to know what is God saying to you. That's the difference. And and when we're free from people, that's the biggest thing that we have to be next to salvation and then learning how to um, hear his voice after those, you know, foundational basics and fundamentals of faith in the word. Focus and put attention on how do I, you know, stay in a constant place of never allowing people's thoughts and emotions or opinions ever affect me and get on the inside. Right. You know, those darts that's coming from the enemy you know, they're they're quenched and blocked by our, what, our shield of faith that we hold up, right? And that's staying on guard and um, having on our, our our helmet of salvation and breastplate of righteousness and, and our shield of faith and all that. And if we're not equipped, what somebody think, if they think I'm not ready or can't do it or whatever, or they don't want me doing it, it's going to bother me. It's going to bother me when I'm away from them. And it's not God's will for us to be bothered by what anybody thinks or says in any situation, it's God's will for us to know what he wants us to do and do it boldly and in love. I love that. Guess what book I have opened right now? Ephesians what? 6 right now. Take, <laughs> the Lord <laughs> is good, go. bro. There Take go. the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So with that being said, man, we're 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 diving into this this realm of ministry for you that seems like you kind of got thrown into it, but you were already kind of God was already preparing you before the fact, which is incredible to think about. So and it's also inspiring because it's crazy what God will do before he puts you into that next oh. door in that next season. And you start to look back on it, and you get to see all that God was doing and all that he was preparing your heart for. And the fact that you were obedient and you leaned into that role for three and a half years is a testament to like your heart for him and how much you wanted more of him and how much you wanted to do his will. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you not only you did the three and a half years, but then you felt called to come to Texas and share a little bit about that. Because that's right. a huge change because yeah. your father built up something for 30 years in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then you had to come to Texas to, mm-hmm. to start your own thing. So tell me yeah. a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. 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 And like you said, built up and then you transition. It's like I kind of felt like, you know, I was stuck. 
in a sense, it's like you feel like you're stopping your dad's ministry. But at the end of the day, it's not your dad's ministry. When he went home to be with the Lord, it's now my ministry. And so I had to, I had to, you know, receive that um, direction from the Lord because that's what it is. When he, when he ordained someone, it's now, it's, it's his ministry, it's his, it's, it's his through you. So it's not just mine, but it's his through you, it's his through me, right? So um, that transition, um, it wasn't like, you know, we were trying to, um, just, you know, do something different. Cause some people they do, they move and make different choices or jobs, whatever. Just, let, let's, let's do something different. And it, it wasn't like that. It was, um, cause I was preaching. Like if, if, if God wouldn't have shown us to move, we would be there right now. Probably doing the same thing, which is not growth. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you, when you, uh, think about it, um, it started with the Lord speaking to my wife and to my wife Hannah, uh, shout out to my beautiful wife Hannah, and it it it, it was the Lord speaking to her, telling her, like four to five times Texas, and he's speaking Texas in her spirit and in her heart, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hear that at all. <laughs> you know how sometimes as the <laughs> husband is like, you know, and then it's like sometimes he'll he have to he, he some things he he'll tell the woman first, mm -hmm. and um. They can handle some things just instantaneously and just say, okay, and us, like, we got to process it, but let me go pray about that. You know, I'm the We, we need to go. hear from three sources. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> and then it, it got to that point where, you know, some time went by after she said it like five times, and I'm in my bedroom, and this is this is where God was really starting getting those wheels super turning even more. It was already turning because he had told her, but this is where they started turning even more was when I'm in my bedroom and I'm reading. And like you said, we met at Starbucks. This, now, this was in Tennessee. I was at um, Starbucks about three or four days a week, about five hours at a time, because that's where I like to sit and study, read, pray, do some message notes or even some song lyrics or whatever, right? Send emails. But um, that's like my office away from home uh, just to get out. And I like being in that environment and meet awesome people like Zach, right? There we go, my man. So, and yeah, so um, I'm, but this, but this day was different because I didn't go to Starbucks and I was reading a book sitting on the edge of my bed, which I have probably never done in my life. It was so different. Like I'm just out of the norm. I'm either in the home office or Starbucks or something. Right. But I was on the edge of my bed, just sitting there reading this book by Jerry Savelle called the faithful shall flourish. And I'm reading it. And it's, and it's a little, a little small mid size, but with this tree on the front and, um, I'm real big on graphic design. I, I do graphic design and art as well. So that book really stood out to me. And when I saw that graphic design, I grabbed that book and then I saw the title, Ooh, The Faithful Shall Flourish. I'm like, I got, I, I have to dive into this. And so I read, I'm reading that book and it was about page five or six when he said, a tree cannot rightfully flourish until it's in the right soil and respected soil. And he gave these illustrations about how when him and his wife, because they're in travel ministry right now, he and, and, and they've been there for over uh, 40 years, but he was talking about how they went to some state, preached uh, uh, for uh, ministry, and they preached, and I think it was Cali or somewhere, and a certain type of uh, plants was coming out of the ground. They thought it was beautiful. And they found out if you put this, in, this seed in Texas soil, it won't grow based on the soil and where it needs to be in order to be able to flourish. Hmm. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, I, I didn't know that was even a thing. You know, I'm not reading about plants, looking into plants. But when I read that book, I was like, it, it, it made a hit for me. I'm like sitting there like, this is just a, a perfect illustration based on the soil that you are in. You have to know where where is your soil? Where does God want you to be? You know, sometimes people want to know where is the job, 
right? Which job do I take? Which job do I go to? What? But it's but even more, way more important than that, which church soil am I supposed to be planted into first? Everything will come outside of that. And so and 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 and, and helping us in our relationship with Jesus and hearing from him and making the right choices instead of choices that we regret. And like, you know, uh, or and realize we didn't have to do this this way or we had unnecessary issues because we didn't we weren't making the right decisions based on looking at logistics and not what is he saying right in here. And so um, with that being said, I read that uh, page on that book and then instant instantaneously I knew I said she heard from God oh, <laughs> about, yeah. about moving. Yeah, because I, and I knew it. And it's. And it's like um that you know that that scripture where he, you know he talked about that that uh, prophet not being respected in in, in his in his own in his own home his his own city you know his own village that's the Messiah too it is yeah exactly like, exactly so it's like it 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 was so many instances in the sense of um confirmations as well so I I at first got that but it was a lot of confirmations even. Like we had, I think se- about seven confirmations in less than two weeks. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. From people who never met you, never saw you in your life, they walk into you in a store and say, "Hey, I don't know who you are, but God said that you, that you have to move." That was happening, and it happened about and it happened about seven times. And the first time really marked me because it was a man I never saw. I found out way later he has his television broadcast, Christian TV. I I I, I never saw him before. I was in Starbucks, had my headphones on as usual, reading and studying. He tapped me on my shoulder and he said, and he 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 was operating in the gifts of the spirit is what he, is uh, what it was. It was word of knowledge and prophecy, and he talked about things I just recently went through, saying it would be one of the hardest things that I. Let me slow down. He said it, that it would be one of the hardest things that I I would ever have to go through for the rest of my life. And then he said, you know, different past things and the faithfulness, but it was long, but everything was so accurate. That's what stood out to me the most, and then. Although it was so accurate, days later, here comes another word. No, days later, um, I, I get a, a phone call. Um, you know, the singer, Demi Lovato, her aunt was blowing my phone up all night. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, because I had and I had recently heard some stuff about Demi, you know, like in the, in, in the uh, media. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping like I hope nothing happened that was bad or anything. But I found out the next morning she was like, I know it was late. Sorry, I was calling you. And, um, but, but she said, but it was on me so strong with the presence of God that I knew that uh, she can't waste time and that she has to get this word to me now. And that word was, she said, you are you are a big fish in a small pond. And if you stay where you are, what God has for you can't happen. Wow. And then there was another pastor that wanted to meet with me. I met uh, down the street and he said, he said basically the exact same thing. He said, if you stay here, what God has for you would never happen. No matter how bad you want it, no matter how much potential you have, no matter how much he's anointed you to do certain things, it won't happen. And then so this, this, this just kept happening over and over. Then I know, okay, it's, 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 it's gotten real. It's gotten real serious now. We need to actually, um, you know, put a, well, not a lot, put all of our attention on this. When God is uh, speaking to anyone, any of you about transition, he, you know, the, the most important thing is to stop everything. Mm. Stop, just stop everything and and actually make time to hear from him with with precise uh, uh, clarification on exact steps on what to do next. And shout out to my spiritual father, uh, Kenneth Copeland, who helped me with that, because I, I did reach out to him and I contacted him and I asked him, I said, like I was I was talking about all the details, all the confirmations and the things that happened. And he and he uh, spoke to me. He said he said. 
<laughs> he said um, he was sharing what helped him. And any time in life when you have a big transition or something different or whatever, he said, um, when it's a situation like this, you need to set aside at least three days to pray. Don't pray about nothing else. Like get everything else out the way leading up to those three days. But on these three days on the calendar, I'm not going to pray about nothing else. I'm only going to pray about this because I need a word from God. And I don't want to mess up. I don't want to stop everything and then make this transition and realize it was a wrong choice. You yeah. know, that's, that's that's affecting people's lives. That's affecting years and and, and, and seeds that's been planted. That's, that's affecting a lot more than people think. On the outside, like right here, you just see me. But back there, it's a whole different world. It's a whole system, right? And so it's like you have to know in your family, you know what I'm saying? Like everything that goes, in, that goes into it because we both from there, you know, uh, born and raised in uh, East Tennessee. So, um, but he, and so he, um, gave Ta- me those instructions. Talking about Kenneth? Yes. Okay. He, uh, yeah, my uh, spiritual father, Kenneth Cope. Shout out to Kenneth Copeland, man. I, uh, I, I, I love him, man. This is actually his Bible I got right yeah. here. It's hey, a, Kenneth Copeland, if yeah. you're listening, share the pod. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but he's, he's a, he's an awesome man of God, man. I, uh, love his ministry. Um, and he was teaching me about, um, you know, the importance of stepping away for, uh, a certain amount of time to just hear because you got to remind yourself, Jesus did that. He would step away from his disciples and people he was around to go talk and hear and listen. So he knew what to do so he could receive clarity. But if you stay in that, if you stay in your daily functions, it can be hard to hear about bigger choices and bigger decisions because there's a wrong mixture entering in from feelings, emotions, and what people think you may should do or how they think. And they're looking at it. Now they can mean well, but that doesn't mean it's the will of God. Just That's because right. somebody's heart is pure and, 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 and can mean well, that doesn't mean that's necessarily what God wants you to God hear. God wants you to hear and yeah. do for your exact next steps. That's, yeah. that's going to be life changing. And so I did that. And, on, and then so, oh, this is what he said. Pray three days straight. Only in the Holy Ghost about everything. And, don't, and know by the end of those three, the, 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 the end of those three days that you'll get all the answers you need. Mm-hmm. More way 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 more than half of the answers came in the first twenty minutes on the first day, and that blessed me because I'm like, whoo! But I wasn't going to stop. I said I'm going to keep doing three days though. Yeah, <laughs> but um, because it can't because it was it was so big on me because I've never did anything like that. I've never had a transition like you know when you're used to doing something. This this is how you function. This is yeah. and it's and it's working and things are good. But it gets to the point where you know in here. Something's something about to change. Something different. We need to pray, and, and, and but it was all the sounds was there even on the inside to where you can't sleep at night, and you know like there's something you need to pray about. There's something different. There's something serious. Like, and and that that comes from prayer and just spending time with Him and being quiet. And also from my spiritual father, I've learned you're never done praying until you've listened. You know, mm-hmm. don't do all the talking. Stop and listen because He wants to talk too. Right. <laughs> he got something that He wants to say to us. And so I uh, did that, and I got my answers. And my next step was I said. Before I tell anybody, because my wife already know, obviously, I said, I got I to gotta tell mama first. I can't let her be. How am I going to let my mama find out the news on a Sunday morning with everybody else at the same time? That's yeah, not. That, no. That, that, she she going to take that personal. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> of course, with every right, she should have, yeah, right? right? But I was like, no. I said, so I called her to the church. I said, come up here. I got to have a quick meeting with you. She So she went, and nobody's in the building, just me and her, front pew, just sitting there. And I'm sitting there. She's looking like she don't know what I'm about to say. And so we pray and then start talking. And she's got quiet. Her head kind of turned. And she just listening. She didn't say anything for a long time. 
And she said, and one of her first words, which was gave me a lot of relief and it blessed me was, she said, I already knew. And I'm saying, what? Like, I'm like, because I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't expecting nothing bad at all because I know my mama. Like, yeah, right. my family, is, we we are extremely close. Uh, 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 blessed, man, to be a part of a very, very close family. And, um, but I knew I was like, if she already knew. That's just extra confirmation. This is God's will, yeah. and, and and she and, and she already has something in her spirit about like uh, what we're doing, the way we're doing. Like changes here, changes here, and he's not going to be here doing this like this. Like is he 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 has to go wherever God tells him to go. The, these are some of the things that she. Uh, these are some of the convictions that she had in her spirit to confirm that she already knew. And then we talked about it and next steps. And the Lord even showed me what to do with the people. Where to send my sheep for those that didn't know where to go, whatever. If if this is if if you need if 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 you need direction after we stop all this and make this transition, this is where I will send you. And I sent them to a Redemption Church um, of uh, pastors Ed and uh, Nora King. Um, and they, man, I, I I I love them. Those those are family, man. Awesome ministers. They are right down the road. There was like a mile down the road from where we were. So and we had a lot of older people in the church, so even the commute was good. Everything worked out for everybody, man. And um, and 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 so when I sold my sheep into them, um, the next steps was just um, praying about exactly when is the date now that we do this. But one thing I want to actually touch on real um, quick because I believe it's important. Um, in that transition, you have to obey God when He wants you to obey. I didn't. See, people hear the stories and they think, you know, everything is was perfect. I heard, oh, baby, we did this. And and, then, and look what's better now. And look at We're the here. increase. Yeah. Look at the growth. Look at all the things God's doing now. It's like, yeah, but there's still more to the story. And everybody has it, but everybody doesn't share it. But I'm not afraid to be open. And so in that sense was when I stopped the church, it was about a, a month and a half of still having church services when God told me to stop and I knew it. I would go on Sunday morning because I was, it, it was the, it was, and and I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it, you know. Uh, there's no shame in God's house. It was still sometimes some mixtures of, you know, just the, the the things being different and family and opinions or whatever. So it's like, you know, you want to just keep doing it because that's what you've done. But at the end of the day, you have to do what God told you to do. So there was about a month and a half of still having regular church services when we weren't supposed to. The first time. Of disobedience. When I went through the door Sunday morning, I'll, I'll I'll come out. Maybe they've already did two songs. That's how I go when I go travel and preach. Like when they done at least a couple of songs, then I'll go out and I'll uh, have my seat or whatever. But I'm still I'm, I'm I'm still in worship and worshiping. But me and the pastors, whatever, be backstage or in green room or whatever. We're praying and talking. And then we go out after the first song or two has already started. And but at the church, the first sign was when I went out. Jesus was not there. He was not. I knew. Uh oh. <laughs> you're you're that now it's all me. He's not a part of this anymore. Like Jesus has left the building. He's he's left the building. He he's not a part of this this situation anymore because he's already given the word. I've already gotten the answers, and I'm still doing something that he told me not to do. And then so um and 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 he but he's so gracious and so merciful. There were still souls being worn. There were still bodies being healed, lumps being removed from women's bodies on the spot. I mean, there was he's so gracious, so merciful. It's like, although it was like that for a month and a half, you know, 
he was still showing and revealing himself and through manifestations in people's lives. And so that just shows you like, even when we are faithless, he's what? Faithful. And so I knew um, in that sense of that, that, that time and I, and I get here and I find out so many of my leaders who are here right now in Texas, they all had the same similar stories of God told them, but they didn't. But then five months later, they finally <laughs> obeyed on the big move of transitions or, or and such and such. And I'm sitting here like, okay, it wasn't just me. Like, you know, but yeah. we all have those moments and it's like, but we can't afford to be outside the will of God for one minute. That's right. Did you have opportunities here when you got here or did you move here cold turkey, if that makes sense? Um, In, in the sense of cold turkey, because people ask and a lot of people, you know, they who mean what they'll say oh you, you must know people you must have a job situation or whatever it's like first we're full-time ministry have been since 2008 second so you're saying that ain't a job <laughs> you say what <laughs> so second it was it was like you know we we are here because god gave us a word mm -hmm. that's good enough for us that's terrible for people yeah the world don't like that terrible for worldly people let me rephrase that it's terrible for people it's terrible for people who um don't got faith who uh exactly <laughs> just gonna, gonna <laughs> say it all it's terrible it, it, it's that's a terrible way to live for people who don't believe god that's the best way i can put it people who don't believe him that was kind i'll put the kind <laughs> way exactly saying people who ain't got no faith people ain't. <laughs> for those who don't believe god they they can't fathom it right but if we live by faith I'm not supposed to fathom everything. I'm supposed to trust him. That's right. As long as I know I've heard from him, then I can do it. Doesn't mean all these other things are all worked out. So it's like, um, in that sense of not meaning other things are all worked out, it's like, huh, well, we finally got here. Oh, but this was interesting. Let me let me back up real quick, because this is a very important part. Okay, Jerry Savelle and Jesse and Jesse Duplantis have this conference that, uh, that they do annually uh, for Christian bikers. And, um, are those and, pastors? Yes. Okay. And uh, past, uh, well, they are evangelists who travel uh, just like Kim Copeland, but they each have their own foundation, like church that's you know brick and mortar okay. as well. Um, and they have a they're a pastor that they appointed to take over the church, and they still come in every now and then to their own churches and preach, but they're mainly traveling, right? And so they have this conference that they have out there, and. Um, Jersey Fair is the one I mentioned in the song you were talking about when I came in, uh, Favorite Flow. Um, I'm driving uh, in the rental car. Now, this is the same year of moving, but this is after God told us about moving, and I'm driving in the rental car because they uh, booked me here to come uh, rap before each session started uh, when they would preach. So they, I, I, I would rap, and then pass them back, and they walk up and preach. This is three days and like five or six sessions. And so, but before this event in 2019, I'm driving around in this rental car, and I'm like, I got two hours, man. I got time to kill. I'm going to drive around to see Texas. That was my thought. I'm just going to see Texas. I'm driving around. The presence of God fills the vehicle, the or rental car, right? And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, I'm, and I'm looking around the rental car. When I, when, when I just realized what just happened, his whole tender, loving, sensitive presence was just so thick in the vehicle. And I'm sitting there and I just start praising him and start worshiping. And then he spoke. He said, this is home. Oh, wow. And this was a, a few months after he talked to us about moving. So when he said this is home, my my only and first response was, yeah, yeah, this is home. You past few months, you've been telling us this and we've already prayed and ready to take the next steps. And then he spoke again and made it more clear. He said, no, I said Crowley is home. 
the difference is not knowing just Texas, where in Texas. Right. Not not doing ministry. What kind of ministry are you, are you, are you called to have? Right. If you want to be effective and have fruit that remains, like Jesus said in the New Covenant, I, I I I ordained you so that you bear fruit. But then after that, He said fruit that remains. So He wants us to always bear good fruit. And then so I'm in that car and I heard that. And then He said Crowley is home. Here's another side of the story that people don't hear. And I want to share it on purpose because people need to hear both sides. So we get here, we finally pack up the U-Hauls, we, we uh, make them drives, and, um, and, 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 we, and we get here into this guest house for six weeks. We're at a guest house at this uh, sweet family, this let us stay in. They said, they, they, they told us in uh, Tennessee, I was doing this tour, and uh, they uh, told us in Tennessee, they said, anytime you're in Texas, you have a place to stay. We we have a second house that we built in our backyard. It was a nice, nice property. And they said, if, if you ever need it for this rest or you're traveling through whatever, your family can stay here. And they do it for ministers and preachers and stuff. And so I thought about that. We were moving. I said, hmm, yeah, we can stay there until we find our house. And then so um, we're in that house. He said, you know, it was six weeks, but somebody ended up coming sooner than what they thought. So we had to get out. Now, this is like week four and a half. We, 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 we get out, go to a hotel for four weeks. So for about eight weeks, we are rejected from every house that we ever try to get into. And I'm in the hotel and I'm out in the parking lot praying because I'm because God's word is specific. And the part that I let slip was the excitement of being in Texas we're here. Let's look. Let's let's check out Dallas area. Let's check out Fort Worth. Let's check out all these places. People keep saying Godly or Joshua. All these places. You know, we, all this is new to us. We get there, and God reminded me. He said, "Didn't I say Crowley is home?" And he, but He said it with a stern voice, and I said, "Whoa!" Like I, it, it didn't register. I let that slip because we finally moved and got here. So we was in excitement, going to church, meeting people. God's already making connections. Already doing amazing things that never happened before. And but but. In the, in, in the heat of all of it, I did something that I always preached against. And that was never let your excitement get out in front of your faith. Because then you would get out here thinking you're doing, you know, and, and now you're doing and trying instead of just being led and fruitful. And so he said, didn't I say Crowley was home? So I left the parking lot of the hotel, quickly went into the room. You know, that hotel got that small little desk counter. And I put my laptop right there. I said, Hannah, I said, Asked my wife Hannah. I said, "Open them." I said, "Open my laptop. Find any house with Crowley. We're not doing no tour of the house. We're not looking through it. It's the first one. It's available. We're gonna get in it." Uh, the next day, we moved in. Whoa! The, the next day, they was like, you can, they, they kind of was like, you, like it can happen today, but it ended up being the next day. Put the rest of the stuff we had back in the U-Haul, drove right off. We in the house, keys, everything. And it was the most easiest, most effortless thing because it was it, 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 Yeah, because it was him. And it wasn't, you know, um, it just wasn't working. We using our faith. You can use your faith as much as you want, but it but if it go against the will of God, it ain't gonna work. It's like Keith Moore said, um, Pastor Keith Moore, he said it one time. He said when he first started in ministry and his ministry growing, they got a prayer line now, so people can call the prayer request line. You know, and, and uh, get prayer for whatever they, you know, want prayer for. This lady called and she crying on the phone. She walking down the street to work. She got mugged. Somebody took her purse and they uh, bruised her just a little bit, but not like a whole lot, but still, you know, that was wrong. And she, she crying. She said, I quote Psalm 91. I'm uh, reading my scriptures. I believe God. I love Jesus. I'm always reading Psalm 91. I'm always speaking life and speaking the word over. Him. Like, how could God let this happen to me? So he got quiet. And 
when he got quiet, I love the way Christine Kane puts it. She calls it leaning into the heart of God. Like, like basically what Jesus did. Step away, listen clearly from the Father. And the exact words were, ma'am, what did God tell you that morning? The word that God already told her was, don't go that way you normally go. Instead, go this exact different direction way to work today. She said she heard it, read Psalm 91, plead the blood of herself, say the, all that, and still did it. That's why, she, that, that's why it still happened, because the word that God gave her were clear instructions on what not to do this for this specific moment. And so we can use our faith and plead the blood and do this, but... If we already heard from him and go against what he said, that's like us for a moment stepping outside of his umbrella of protection mm -hmm. because we now step outside the will of God trying to do something. Just like us with the house. He said Crowley is home. Like and I was in that um, rental car. His words, Crowley is home. We're trying all these places, rejections, in hotels for four weeks. I, I gave that hotel four weeks of my money, right? And so you think, look, four weeks, right? And so you, you think about all this and it's like we go through Things that we don't have to when 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 we let when we let things slip. And that's what not just not just um New Covenant, also in the old covenant, Joshua 1 8. We meditate on it day and night. And, and and why it says to observe to make sure we do what's written therein, to make sure we're doing what's written in the word and we don't forget it. And then he said, then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Mm. We wasn't having good success, we wasn't making our way prosperous. Why? Because I, not my wife, I take responsibility. I let that slip from the excitement. Right. And so we can't let the excitement get out in front of our faith. And then we'll always see, yeah, things should be happening more often because we all have that moment in our life where we feel like something should have happened by now. Yeah. At some Amen. point, whether it's family things you need or health or job or whatever, or finances, to where you know change should be happening, things should be getting better. And there's some times where you're not thinking about it. And it'll go off in your spirit, and you know something. Something should be happening. Should be happening by now. It always goes back to what what was the most previous thing God said precisely. And let's see, did we do that? And then sometimes they may be one or two things. Realize I did. I started, but I didn't finish, or I didn't even start. And then so we go back, and it's instantaneous. It's like see, God saying, "Look, we're not. I'm. We're, we're not just doing things, and it works. We're doing what He says, and it works." Right. So, yeah. No, that's good, man. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. I think it's incredible that God has brought you for, uh, like from a place of just having a name for yourself on the on the back of your father and just making sure that you had uh, a, a close family that was supportive in your journey to come here. It seems like you got great counsel and great people in your life to steward you in the right direction when it comes to that. How did you meet Kenneth Copeland? How did that become something that because he's a big time preacher? He's yeah. like, you know, he's super wealthy. And he has like a jet and everything. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's mostly what I know about him. He has a big yeah. home in Fort Worth. How did yeah. you become connected with him? And with him was my okay, a long story short, um, people always people, that's that's a big question I get. Even when I go do meetings or I go somewhere, like they'll see uh they may see me on the Victory Channel, his uh his uh TV network or or around their church or doing meetings or events and they and they ask, How do you know him? How did you know him? Um it started with my dad. Um, that's how I got familiar with KCM and Kim Copeland Richards. I didn't know nothing about it, uh, but I was young and I realized, you know, as you grow up, you become more observant. You know, your kids could be in here right now and seeing stuff on the walls and graphic, but they don't really 
perceive it. But then as they grow up, they'll start reading more and, and remembering what words were, what the book cover was, or things start coming together. That's how it was for me. I was, you know, was being around my dad in his home office, in his church office, and in our home in general. I just started recognizing, oh, okay, all, all, all this material I've always seen has a name on it. What name is that? Kim Copeland, or if it's a book, or they have a calendar, or yeah. what, what, or whatever it is. And so I started getting aware of, of it since then. And all, all I remember was, and this is the this is the first time I'm saying it like on a platform. I've always said it backstage because I get it a lot. But something that um, I remember was because I I even asked my mom like a year ago. I said, give me more of the story because I don't even remember. But this is what I remember because as a kid, I I just remember. Different people coming around my church, like joining the church, becoming friends with my dad, and, Co and Kim Copeland's name is being brought up now amongst the church, like more often. And so that's all I remember as a young kid. And I, and I remember sometimes like he would go out or go go to meet with Kim Copeland or somebody. And, you know, so me and church kids are at my mother's house spending the night and she's watching all of us while they're out. But I, And I'm hearing the name often, so I didn't know. Um, you know, all what was really going on until I got older and then realizing the connection and 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 the um and how my dad uh honored him and uh saw what he was teaching. You know, people can say one thing, but when you go to the actual Bible, there's a lot of people that it's not even publicized, but there's a lot of people who actually go back and study the word and they get in the Greek, they get in the Hebrew and they find out, oh. What he said, it actually is in there. And then and they, they they have a lot of those testimonies, more than what people actually know. Like people who can't stand them will have those testimonies and say, oh, wow, that actually is the Bible. And then some, there are some there are some testimonies where those people will go back and then apologize and let them know, like, hey, like, I apologize. And this was, yeah. And so, um, but, but, and so that connection started from the sense of um, just wow. seeing how my father walked with him, man. And, and then after that, when my father went home to be with the Lord, I said, God, I'm going to pastor this church, but I need a spiritual father. And I said, because uh, my because my earthly father was also my spiritual father, right? And so I'm like, well, he's not here, God. So the earthly father that was my spiritual father. It's like he's 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 with you now, like in in the in the uh, spirit. I, I was about to say in the flesh, but <laughs> in the spirit, right? So um, his his but God's exact words were Ephesians three twenty. His exact words were He said, "Didn't I say that I do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or think?" I, I said, "Yes." He said, "Well, make that your prayer concerning your spiritual father." That's the only word that he gave me while I was sitting at my father's desk after he passed away in his home office, and I was sitting there. I was I was I was crying. I was praying. It was a whole lot of that going on from mourning and from transition and doing all this new stuff. It was like if I ever felt like I was alone. If there was any one time on, on this planet where I ever felt like I was alone and and could have believed it, it was that moment, to where I to where I could just fully believe, yeah, you are by yourself, you are alone, and but it it, it was in that moment, and then he contacted me and established that when I first I first realized he he kept calling me son, because at first he wasn't, because we would we we would email back and forth and stuff, and he and but then. He started saying son at the end every time or, or, or say certain words. I was like, something feels different. And then all of a sudden he established it and said, this is my spiritual son. And then, um, but that was God answering that prayer. And I, I, I love them. I uh, love their family, man. Shout out to Kenneth and Gloria and and, and John and uh, Kelly and Terry, man. And their, their, their whole family is awesome, man. And um, that's what I, that's what I say when I, well, this is what I want to say about that family. When you see them, it's just like it's just like secular media in the sense of, 
um, uh, misrepresentation of what's really there. Um, yes, uh, sometimes we all could say something that we don't mean or we didn't mean it in a specific way. But at the end of the day, when you get down to the root of it all and you actually get to know these people, man, like there's fruit. You, you, but you realize, and it's not fruit, and, and, and I'm not even talking about tangible fruit. I'm talking about fruit of the spirit. Like, I'm talking about like love, joy, patience, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, kindness, and just, and, and, and they have it. They have, they set the standard for me concerning extreme levels of sensitivity as well, and, and, and love and compassion. Cause I, I mean, the way they walk with people, and even those who dislike them, it's like, man, they, they really are loving. Like and, and 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 love these people because they love Jesus and Jesus is the source of their life, mm. so that's why it, it you know it's it, it's 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 like that and um but yeah that whole family that that whole family is a blessing to me in my life. Well, I love that yeah. you shared that, bro, because yeah, um, my misconception was I saw that Netflix documentary. I don't know if you mm. know what I'm talking about, the Prosperity mm. Gospel, or it's called um, American Gospel. I have um, never uh, heard of it or saw it. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe check it out because they do, uh, so you can see kind of maybe the perspective of others, you know, through yeah. um, and why maybe Kenneth Copeland has that name. That yeah. um, you know, and and that's the thing when you when you have a platform and when you're when you're big and when you're you know when you're when you're doing the Lord's work, you know, a lot of times you're going to get persecution, mm -hmm. and some of that persecution can make other people believe that what that narrative is, is being said is true. And I think that that's something that I've had to really. Uh, detach myself from because there's so many opinions, especially on YouTube. You go on even Christian YouTubers that uh, are speaking truth, but then they're incorporating so many other people's namesakes in there for, you know, talking about Dante Bo, Chandler Moore, talking mm -hmm. about all these people, Stephen Furtick. And it's like, I don't know these people personally, so I, I don't even want to form an opinion about a brother on a uh, brother in Christ without even actually knowing them personally. I got one thing I want to say, if, you, if you'll let me cut you right there. Yeah, go ahead. I've, I've been blessed. I've been blessed to be able to be in the position based on what God has done and ordained to be able to know them personally. And this is my testimony of that. What I've gotten, like you said, not listening to what other people say, listening to their messages, not one-liners that are taken out of context. Listen to the whole message, though. It's like reading a scripture. You can take it out of context if you don't read a whole chapter or That's the whole right. book. Go listen to his go go listen to an entire Kim Copeland message. Right. Right? So the testimony I got was what bore witness in my spirit without people's opinions. What the 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 peace and accuracy and love and compassion that bore witness in my spirit, the fruit, everything, the whole nine that bore witness in my spirit before I ever knew them personally was confirmed when I when I got to know them personally. Which is beautiful. And I'm glad that's why I'm glad you then, shared that. And yeah, because sometimes you don't know, but it's like, you know, could have, could, could, no, but, but for somebody else, could you not know if you never, you know, had opportunity to like really get in there and, 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 and could just talk yeah, and, and they'd be there and you just have a sit downs for hours and days or whatever. Like, get, like sometimes you, you know, to a certain degree, you, you may not know, but how can you get to the place where, you know, that's when you shut down. But I shut down, shut out all other opinions and 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 and, and uh, what, what anybody else has to say or feel, and just pick up your Bible and listen to not just a one liner. Listen to an entire message and ask God: God, is this you? Right. Is this is this accurate? Does this really line up with your word? And, and um, concerning rightly dividing the word of truth, 
And then you were, and then you get in a word, and it's not, you know, everybody doesn't say everything right. Everybody doesn't say everything right. But and he and and Kenneth Copeland says it himself uh, often. He says, if I ever say anything not on purpose that doesn't line up with the word of God and it's not accurate, he said, then you know what part to to uh, spit out and take the rest that's accurate. But when you when you look at the word, who's who's not doing that? Right. Who's not doing that in their messages, mm-hmm. right? So you got you got hundreds of thousands of messages being preached faithfully every single week. But they look for the. But um, no, I'm I'm talking about all over preachers all over the world, evangelist teachers who love yeah. Jesus. So somebody's going to say something that may not be all the way accurate, and um, but when I looked at that with Kenneth Copeland and I saw and I and and I had a study for myself. This is many years ago. I, I start learning, okay, well, how do I even find out about a Greek or a Hebrew? How do I even look that stuff up? Not learning about concordances. I learn about how you look at the translation and you look at um, the uh, Hebrew. Yeah, like how do you even get into all that? And so I, I learned it and I said, oh, that scripture does mean that. Like I didn't know, I didn't know in specifically speaking, you know, because I, <laughs> I brought my Bible, but I did not know that in Psalm chapter 91 in verse 16, when it says, with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? I didn't know even in the, even um, the, uh, what that's translated as even in Greek and salvation is, you know, it's five or six different things in that salvation. In that salvation, it's actually included the word prosperity. Long life to satisfy you, and I'll and I'll show you prosperity. And, and another word for that word salvation in this context is deliverance. So not just prosperity is also deliverance, hmm. deliverance from wrong thinking. You no longer being bound by sinful thoughts and them and, and that dominating you. You know, knowing who you really are in Christ, according to what it says in the book of Romans and in the book of Galatians, concerning it says sin will no longer have control over you when you know that you are in Christ Jesus. So when you hmm. look at you know all this in the in the context is like oh he's he's just adding on the accurate context of what's already added in the scripture below the you no know, beyond the surface what we see could be on the surface but they they dive in deep and that's what the victory channel does you know saying for me even to this day like when I, I i i have to prove it first then i'll you know then i'll preach it right i don't just say something because somebody said it i got to let god speak to me through that word that was preached go to the bible do the research, look at the Greek, look at the Hebrew, and if it checks out, I can preach it. Yep, amen. I can't just say it because somebody's saying it. But yeah. A lot of people do that too, unfortunately. And that's why God is a God of abundance too. And we obviously can go down the path of the prosperity, you yeah. know, preaching and yeah. stuff like that. But um, that's obviously, that's a long-winded thing. But I wanted to get over to uh, the music side of your your uh, yeah. ministry. Okay. Uh, seems like you're really, you, you do touring, you lean into that, you make Christian music, Christian rap. And uh, this is the little graphic I made. Nice, not bad. Nice, right? not bad. Nice, not yeah. bad. It's my Adobe Photoshop. Uh, take one. <laughs> That's so. a fire studio in East Tennessee, actually, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like you're really in your bag right there, just getting oh, after it. So we actually made some fire beats that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you make beats, you do DJing, and you rap, right? Yes. Yeah. So and art. And art. Dang. So you're all over the place. So you're very versatile for the kingdom. So yeah. how, how do you honor God through um, through DJing? Like how how I don't understand the, the world of DJing. So maybe explain that to me. How do you how do you oh, give glory to God, I can, God through that? I can I can answer that. Um, because you know, uh, man, um, anything I I say I want to say with grace, you know, um, because in our spaces, especially with our generation, um, they have a negative, a lot of negative comments about things, and 
honoring God as a DJ, you honor God as this, or I'm not a Christian rapper, this, you can't do it. It's like, you know, so people say all these, but to say it with grace is would be saying, yes, you can honor God with your music. Yes, you can honor God as a DJ. How is that possible? I'll give you an example. I still DJ weddings, right? How can I honor God with DJing if I'm DJing a wedding? I get book, I get inquiries every week and 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 uh, receiving invitations. But one thing, a major way I can honor God, okay, if I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ and through which I am in my ministry, fivefold ministry, and we see bodies getting healed, we seen um, stroke victim get completely healed on the spot who was paralyzed in their arm. We're, we're seeing souls being one of all ages. We're seeing miracles. We're seeing healings and so on. Uh, women getting uh, delivered from breast cancer. We're seeing men get uh, healed from cancer, all sorts of things, right? Um, um, diseases, all kinds of ailments getting totally healed, not by me, but by the blood of Jesus and me having faith to believe the integrity that he, if he said, I lay my hands on the sick, they'll recover. And I use my faith intentional and be bold and trust him. It goes back to um, how can you do all, okay, well, what did you have to do with honoring God? If the preaching and all this is, that can seem like obvious. How would you do that? Okay. How could I do all that, but then I go DJ this event and I'm playing crazy music. I'm playing stuff that's actually opposite than all of this. Um, I don't do that, step one. Um, I let them know in all of the uh, contracts. This is the kind of music I'll play. So say somebody um, doesn't go to church and they want me to DJ their wedding. What do you do then? Say they don't go to church. They don't even know who Jesus is, but they, they heard about it, but they don't have Jesus in their heart and they want me to do a wedding. Well, one, that could be a great opportunity for me to minister and to build a relationship with these people. And two, you let them know up front, hey, I don't play this music. That, like we now, now, what that looks like is, we don't play, obviously, no profanity. If it's anything with profanity, it's, it's an automatic cutout. And if if it's um, positive music, dance music, let's say the top 50 billboard music charts, what's out right now? And it's like a, it, it could be something that's positive, you know, or, or whatever, and there's a clean version, but and it's not, even, the, even in the clean version, it's not giving crazy references. And there are actually a ton of songs, more than what people think, that's like that. Mm -hmm. That's not off the chain, right? And you right. can actually play it and be and, and, and be well and be safe with it. Um, and it's not a threat to the gospel and the kingdom in, in any way. And uh, just to give you an example, you can play Cool in the Gang. You know, everybody love it at weddings. Uh, celebrate good times. Come, Come on, on, right? <laughs> or you can tell by the way you my welcome. Well, man, no time to talk. Like, whatever. Like, you think about this, like, this is everybody's wedding. I've learned no matter the race, they all want these. They all want a, like two hours worth of that kind of music. Right. Dance floor music. So you look at that, you and but like I don't listen to lyrics. You gotta read lyrics. There's so many hidden references and stuff, and so you learn. It's like oh, it's like, and then you see like a lot of this is okay. So with my conviction, it's like now somebody may say that's not that's not my conviction. That's fine because you look at the word in in in, in Romans uh, 14. You know, Apostle Paul talking about that conviction is like you can't force you can't force your conviction on other people. That's right. And he said it. They have a God to answer to. So that that's between their relationship with God. Mm -hmm. It's wrong and religious if I try to force my convictions on you and say, Zach, I don't want you operating this podcast this way, bro, because, you know, God told me, like, but, but, but what's the key? Me. Right. <laughs> Not exactly. you. Yeah. And so I can't force that on you. But I've, I've, I've had people try to force their, convi uh, uh, force their convictions on me 
unfortunately. I can see that, that, especially in the music world, like yeah. being being that way, especially because oh. you probably get it from both ends. You probably get it from Christians and the world because like the world probably, you probably have your uh, fair share of haters. Would you say that? Because, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. especially like, you know, preaching about God and rapping Ignore about God. Ignore the DMs. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, no. 100%. I've got DMs from people. All, like, they, 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 I don't know where these people come from. The, the weirdest part about it is like if I go on Victory Channel one time, mm-hmm. one time, just because of whose network it is. It's God's network, but we know who he's doing it through. My DMs and stuff, I'm like, and even the comments, I'm like, so we we have a social media manager now. Um, but they filter those and delete those and 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 we'll respond if we need to respond in love and if it's opportunity to minister. But other than that, we don't pay attention to it. But people literally work hard just to come at you. And they I've gotten so many messages and it's 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 just sad, but what I have for them is compassion because that's literally what Jesus had, not would have. That's what he has for them. He has compassion for the lost. If I'm an evangelist, which I am, we travel, we win souls. That's our mission. We go on the street corners. We don't wait till meetings and church services. We, we, we purposely plan. We go downtown, we hit the streets, hit the malls, hit the grocery stores. People are giving their life to Jesus every day. And so in gas stations, we have a gas station ministry at this point. <laughs> we do. <laughs> at the QT or my, what? My, QT, I mean, anywhere, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I was about to say pilot, but I don't think it's a pilot here in Texas. I don't know. It, it might be. But my wife would text me, be like, where you at? I'm like, gas station. Somebody getting saved. Hold on. And then she, and then she knows, like, oh, go ahead. And then, and then she knows, like, it'd be a little minute till you get your uh, your uh, Diet Coke with that uh, cherry syrup in it. Yeah, your go. ice may melt a little bit, but somebody giving their life to Jesus right now. So that's 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 the truth of uh, what it is. Like, like recently, I was at a gas station. And this guy, I'm, you know how you hold the door open for people? I'm holding the door open, and three ladies walked in. The fourth person walked in who wasn't with him, it was this man. He just walked past me. I, I, bar- I barely looked at him. This is how good God is. I barely looked at him. But when he walked past me, the I, I was totally hit with the compassion and love of God for him. He has it for everybody, but there are certain individuals. That, there, there are certain people that the Holy Ghost would direct you to. In the moment. And so he directed me to him. And I knew I said, he about to get saved. I I, I just knew it. So I went to, to my pump. I'm getting gas. And I know I said, God, bring him to me. Mm. He walked out. His car ended up being right next to mine at the pump. He put me gas. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> he was like, hey. You know, this older white man probably wondering, who's a young black dude in the middle of the night? His darker hair talking about, what's up? You know, <laughs> at the gas station, right? Come on. And then so... Um, I walk up to him, I walk around the pump, and the second I start talking, man, he stepped back in his truck and he kind of leaned. I'm I'm just being authentic. He kind of leaned his hand under the, the seat in the driver's seat, and he's just sitting there just listening to me. He probably don't know what this guy gonna do or try. And he and he ready, you know what I'm saying? And I'm and I'm ready too, with the word in the other side. So either way, I'm you know, I'm 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 bold. So I'm just sitting there like you can reach for whatever, like you about to get Jesus, boy. Like, and then so he, and then so his hand came back up. I said what God told me to say. His hand came back up, and he listened. He stood out of the truck. He had short sleeves on. He did his arms like this at me, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" He said, "He said, look at this." I said, "What?" He said, "All my hairs are standing up," and he felt something come over him, and he didn't know what it was. And I, and the Lord told me to tell him that that's the presence of God that's sitting on you right now. That's right. And now is your time to give your life to Jesus Christ. And instant, man, instantly, man, he gave his life to Jesus and he got saved. And uh, I got his number. So people say, what do y'all do with these people? And y'all be out in the streets. Like, we get their information. We stay in touch. And sow seeds of discipleship. We don't just win souls and then 
Dip out. Yeah. yeah, it's like, what about what's next? Join a church. Join the church that God has for you. I ain't, I'm not gonna say the church that we go to or, or 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 this and that. If you don't know, I'll invite you. But you have to know God's voice. And if you know His voice, where does He want you to be? Mm. Yeah. Dang, bro. I love that. Yeah. I love that you're bold like that and you preach uh, in the streets like that. Because I've seen you do that on social media and I've always yeah. had high levels of respect for that. I even think you organized something like in the winter, mm -hmm. like during Christmas time, you went down to Fort Worth. It was so cold. <laughs> you said the winter. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You were like, meet us here at 9 a.m. or something like that. Hey, was it like, was so cold. I like, like burn. <laughs> we were shaking. We uh, we were. And the women that came out to win so with us was shaking. Like we had a we had this chick from um, who works on the set of... Um, Yellowstone. They were in Tampa. They were filming episodes here downtown, and she gave her life to Jesus Christ. We hey, we, we had we had people. It was freezing at the red light, and we downtown right by Cheesecake Factory. Shout out to Cheesecake Factory. Oh. Don't be shouting out Cheesecake Factory. Yo, I like burgers. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we they they you know they that uh, red light on the corner right there, and this white this big white SUV pulls up, and when they pull up, bro, Jesus, I I'm telling you. I know him. I know. He said, my sheep know my voice. I know them men. They follow me and they know me. I went like this. I turned. Holy Ghost said them. I'm like, but to me, I'm like, they, but they in the car, like in the street. This is real. Like, everybody's standing right there in this pack. Right now, everybody else, it's, it's the weekend. It's late. I ran up. Young black man in the dark, run somebody's SUV at the red light. They they pull the window down. They like they they like it's like what? But they pull the window down, and they had music blasting. I said turn I said turn the music down. They, man, he, he, he fast. He's like all right, and uh, he turned the music down. And it's, it's it's two dudes in the front, right? They look they kind of rough, like, and this and, and there's people in the back seat, and uh, they won't get in trouble because I don't, I don't know who they are. They may not hear this, but I don't I don't, I don't think the baby was in the car seat. The baby was in the, the mama lap, <laughs> nursing. Like mm -hmm. in at, at the red light and the car full full of people. Like it was a lot of people jam that was jamming the back seat. And I said, We're gonna pray this and we're gonna pray it right now. Man, the whole car, man, they man lifted up and gave their life to Jesus. They I led them in the prayer of salvation and I mentioned to him. I had a few seconds, the light was red by turn green. So I'm mentioning the word to him and I'm preaching to him. Man, the whole vehicle got saved. And what was funny was People start blowing the horn because the light was green. We and we all right there rejoicing and praising God. And they in the car praising God. They're like, man, like, but I can tell God need them to be saved right there in that moment. They drive off. They drive off. You see the window go down, the hand go out, and they shout, Hallelujah. I said, well, no, no, no. I think I think they shouted Amen or something like that. But they shot, I was, I was like, praise God. But it's so many fun, like the Holy Ghost is so lit. Like, people don't know that. Like, that's what we we're talking about before. Mm-hmm. Before we went this, on the pod. This only seems boring when you don't know him. Mm -hmm. This is very boring when you don't know him. Right. It's very boring and it's very dry when you don't know him. And so when you but when you get to know him, it's like it's like, you know, it's 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 relationship. When you read and get the translation that makes sense to you and it pops and you get in that scripture, you say, Man, this is this man, you don't want to do nothing else. Y'all gonna stop playing video games so much. You're gonna stop binge watching Netflix. You're gonna say, hold on, man. I gotta read my Bible. I gotta read another chapter before I get on Warzone. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just being real. Like, people will realize, wait a minute, this is actually full of life, like, and it does something on the inside of you that causes you to stay drawn to it. That's the difference. That's the difference. It causes you to stay drawn, where it's like, yo, like, 
I remember, man, when I thought this was stale, I thought it was boring. It's because, first off, you reading it boring. And then thou whithersoever thou goest, and you reading this. It's like, stop reading like that, first of all. That's, like, shout out to the chosen. You know what I'm saying? Like, they show you, like, these were people, too. Like, when he went in, I think it was it Peter. I can't remember who it was. But he had, he had, he had, he had went around the corner. Somebody was washing dishes. and the, But the way they talked to each other was like, it's, it so wasn't King James in that sense. But it was like showing you, like, they people too. Like if you hungry, like come on, this food gonna be ready. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like those, like these, these real life situations. You know, of, of, of course, this is the perfect truth of our living God. Uh, Jesus said in John seventeen seventeen, "Thy word is truth." So it's the truth. But when you read it, you read it, and you got to see yourself. I, 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 I learned this from um, Kenneth Copeland. He said, you got to read it and let it come alive and see yourself with them. If you see Jesus going from this village to the next village and they having conversations along the way, see yourself as one of, you know, of the, as one of them, like you walking with them on this journey. How many times are people doing that in books? They're sending themselves in it. It comes, it comes to life. It comes alive, right? And so as I'm reading it, I'm seeing myself with him in the synagogue. I'm seeing himself um, lay his hands on the blind man. And I'm standing next to him like, yo, Jesus did that. Like, I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm there is what I'm trying to say. Get there and make it real. And you realize, man, you, like, you you start canceling plans. Just hang out and go to the movies and go to the market and say, I'm going to have Bible study. And then, it, and, and then all of a sudden, you start seeing this work in your life. Amen, bro. I love that. Yeah. That's going to be a great clip right yeah. there. <laughs> My man said it on the spot. Great clip. That's going to be a great clip right there. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and... Um Let's listen to your your song, one of my favorite songs that you made oh, called man. Favor Flow. Yeah. Uh, we got the video pulled up for you so okay. our listeners can hear it as well. Yeah. And you definitely got some favors we can tell by this podcast. I like how you shot the video too. I got a funny story about that, but all right. Fashion and like that crease. Count my blessings one at a time. Count them up, count them up, count them up. He give me favor like a shield. I pray according to his will. I pray according to his word. Because his word is his will. I don't care if they hate. My music is Bible based. Laugh at the devil, laugh at the devil. Ha ha in your face. I don't have to switch it up. Never to reach a different type of folks. Stay faithful, what you know. And we're gonna win them souls. No compromise. I don't need help from the devil. I stick to the word. The way of the word is way better. If we want to see the word, then we got to send the word out. We got to be watchful and be mindful of what comes out of our mouth. Favor all on me. Favor all on me. Favor all on me. Got to be watchful come out of your mouth and then first start speaking it. Give my opportunity to say it. Favor all on me. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why I did it intentionally. Funny story about that video, man. People like it, and um, after all these years, thank, thank, uh, all glory to God. The numbers still going up, and and spreading to even more countries, and all that. People loving and shouting favor flow. That video, man. Uh, this is the first time I, I'm I'm ever telling the story on 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 a uh, platform because people ask. That video was shot in my old bedroom in East Tennessee that I turned to a studio, and that black behind me is a wrinkled bed sheet. <laughs> On the wall with thumbtacks. Dang. Low budget, huh? I didn't. Boy, what? No budget. It was low budget to no budget. And look, and, and, and but look, but which and which track was the one that God that, that God caused to, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, but but he, what, what what he needed was my faith. 
And so when I put the, I put the thumbtacks on the wall, and you got to learn how to stretch it out with thumbtacks so that way it decreases some wrinkles. Yeah. And then so you got to stretch it out good enough, and then you put it in the wall. I love how that's one of the bars too. You're like, I don't like no creases. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I I I, I do. I said, um, I'll, I'll 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 talk about. I said, uh, caught me old fashioned. I like that crease because I I learned as I was getting older. Kids stop creasing their jeans mm-hmm. when they iron it. They're like, man, want no crease? Man, look at them. They rust people for their. They, people were getting roasted for creases in their jeans. I was like, call me old fashioned. I like that crease, so I was about <laughs> to put it in that track. That's right. Yeah, and then so I was like, man, I got to do a video, and I didn't. I I I I didn't have the money for the video, but I had faith for it. And I was like, oh, mm. well, you know what? I'm That's a, a bar. Um, I'm a um. I got faith that that it can be still produced and be a blessing. And look what look look what God is doing through it. And so in that sense, I said, but I can't show the cloth. We got I gotta find a way to not show the cloth. And you see the smoke effect come up. You see, you see those little lights and sparks effects. So I, I went online and found some free effects. And then I, I uh, got that, put it in iMovie. And I put it in <laughs> iMovie um on my old iMac. And then what I did was I said, Ooh, okay, I'm black. The curtain thing, the uh cloth black. I got to use some spark effects to put a little light on my face and we got to turn the contrast down so that way the wrinkles don't show as much. You see? <laughs> so I'm thinking and I'm, 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 I'm sorry, right, God, how, how, how can we do this? And the Holy Ghost according to John 14, 26 is teaching me how to do this. He said he'll teach you all things. So if, if I'm, if I was ready in that moment and I had peace about it, even, even without believing in, well, even before believing in the finances to do a bigger budget video, cause uh, it's going, I'm a, uh, I'm going to do a bigger budget video. Uh, uh, for fur flow, yeah, for uh, uh, fur flow, and but in that sense of <laughs> with what I had at the moment, you know, I've always been the one. I'm not gonna have excuses. I don't, I don't. If 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 you just being real, if you got excuses, you can't be on my team because then the the, the team can't move forward. And That's so right. we're gonna we're gonna uh, live by faith, and we're gonna work with what we got. Everything, even to right now, it came from us working with what we had in faith, mm. working with what we had in faith. Like even even the equipment, like. Like, bro, like, my name, Terry Minor Jr., but I didn't start using my name until my father went home to be with the Lord. My name was DJ Grand Mill. I didn't Forever. know that. I was on over 100 countries on the radio, everything, under Grand Mill. My name only changed in 2016. And so God started establishing my name. I mean, TV, everything. He started establishing not local TV, worldwide, global TV, you name it, through Grand Mill. And then my old name. And I was DJ Grand Mill because I wanted to DJ, but I didn't have turntables yet. But I still, but I still kept it as my name. And so I'm going to shows to rap for like a year or two with no turntables. But DJ Grand Mill gonna be right. So you, so everybody, everybody was traveling to shows and coming out. And you go through the city and see my flyer stuff on builders and or or, or in the glass. And who would not assume it's gonna be some turntables because it's DJ in the name. Yeah. And then people start asking me. What a turntable like, and, and you ain't got no turntable. And my response was, I received it by faith when I prayed for it. According to Mark 11, you know, yeah. whosoever shall have, whatsoever they ask, look, when, when they, when you pray, believe you receive it. And I learned that uh, God didn't ask us to pay for it. He asked us to believe for it. And then so I, and I, I would give him that honest answer. That was the truth. I, I believe I receive it. I'm not gonna say something else and make something up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's opportunity to, to prove what I really believe when somebody asks you face to face. And then so I just said the truth. And then they didn't know what I was talking about. They was kind of thought it was weird. Some people made jokes like he ain't got no turntables. I said, all right, just watch. 
watch, watch, just wait until you see God, God, wait until you see God fulfill my faith. And then so, long story short, my dad took me, man, shout out to my dad, boy. Man, that's, man, you talk about my, he was my best friend, close, everything, like, and he he taught me how to use my faith. He said, son, he said, like, see, sometimes the last time somebody used their faith was to get saved. Wow. How'd you get saved? By faith. Hmm. You had to believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth is what the Bible says, and then you, you, you are saved. And and you and you and you get baptized and all that, but it's like you had to use your faith to get saved. Why not use it for everything else? There's a way. It's it's knowing His voice and what He wants you to do. And so my dad taught me how to use it, and he said, um, "Well, if there's a need, one you sow seed, right? You sow because every seed produces after its own kind, seed time and harvest." So um, he he uh, took me. He said, "Is there a place where you can buy music equipment? Because I didn't have recording stuff." I didn't have turntables and all kind of stuff. And he said, and I said, ooh, there's a guitar center that just opened up. They got him in Cali and Atlanta and Georgia and, and Florida. But it was the first time our city and SNC ever got one, like in that whole area. And then uh, we went. And then he said, take a notebook. I, I uh, had a, a notebook. He said, find what you want, the best or whatever. So he said, is that the best? I said, no. He's like, then why you write it down? So I wrote down the best mics, the best turntables, all this stuff. And then the price beside it. And then he then we went home, and then he showed me how to you know pray. Going okay, if God called you to do something, you're going to need equipment. You can't do a podcast without a mic. You can't do a podcast without a camera. God has to God has to provide what we need. And Philippians four nineteen, he said he supplies what we need to be able to do what he's called us to do. I can't go to California if I don't got a if I can't buy a plane ticket. That's right. Right. Same thing. So or or drive to the next city. I, I I have to have that need supply so I can do what he's called me to do and graced me to do, and um and so I uh we associate called it in and the harvest came back from it, and it was like months later we went back with that same journal, gave it to the person say give us everything on the list, oh and then goodness. so we went back and it was it was a, it was a lot of stuff but um but 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 what came back was the testimony of God's faithfulness because I had friends who were in that area of you know music and all that yeah, yeah. needing equipment and turntables or or uh, speakers or mics for their shows or whatever and they and they they had notes and not, not nothing against it but i'm just saying a testimony from my experience they had notes and they had bills from different stuff or trying to get stuff and i didn't have any of that in the sense of and i'm i'm i'm, I'm not bragging i'm just saying in the light of you're boasting in I the was lord honest i was honest about using my faith and and testing it Mm-hmm. On what he said, according to Mark 11, 23 and 24, for what we need to do what he's calling us to do. Because like Winter Jam, they can't tour if they don't have tour buses for their artists. They need but if they don't have tour buses for Winter Jam and they want to do all this and carry all this equipment. They they're not prospering in the area of tour buses if they have none. Mm-hmm. That's still prosperity. Prosperity is not just is not just love and compassion. It's also having things that we need to be equipped to do what we're called to do, so we can do it efficiently. So if tour buses, if 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 Winter Jam only provided all the drummers and singers and artists bicycles, that's all I'm gonna say, right? There ain't no tour. So <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I needed turntables. I'm a DJ. God called me to DJ. I need turntables, and then He brought it all to pass, and I would go to some events, and they all. Oh, he got turntables now, and people saying stuff, and they asking. And I told him like, I, I, 
I, I used my faith and did this, and I learned from Gloria Copeland, which is Kim's wife, man. Um, shout out to um, Mama Gloria. She said, it's better to wait and use your faith and be patient than to just... Strong arm. Even before you start, you just rack up all the debt. And it's like, I, and, and that stood with me. And I was young. That, this was way before God ever spoke to me about anything concerning my calling in the area of things I'm going to need and gifts and what I'm going to be doing. This is way before. But for some reason, obviously we know the reason, it just stood out to me when I was young when I heard her say that one day, like, it's, 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 it's better and wiser to just wait and be patient and use your faith and see what God wants you to do, where he wants you to sow and help somebody with whatever they need or and it'll come back as a harvest and God will speak to somebody else and say, God told me to bless you. And it ended up being something you never told them about. Yeah. That's when you know it's God. It's like, I I, I love when God uh, operates that way because it shows us, look, like even in the church, you know, in the word of God, like they were so, and the disciples, they were so dependent on the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. You know, all the confirmations and signs came from that. So that's where this comes from with confirmations, signs, and even manifestations was from being led and me not trying to, you know, make it happen. Then it's harder. And then it's hard on my family. And if we got to pay all this extra stuff, it's like, no, let's not, let's not make it hard for us. Let's, let's do what we, the best we can to make it easier for us for the long run. And we can be patient and do without this specific thing right now and use our faith and pay cash for something that we believe God for. That's right. Yeah. Amen. No, I love that. And, um, that's great, man. I love that song, Favorite Flow, and I think that a lot of people are going to enjoy it. So make sure you go listen to that on Spotify if you can. Do you have another song that's popping off right now that's another yeah, one? Holy Drip, man. I, I uh, walk into a church and people start, uh, or, or, or somewhere else, and somebody starts shouting, Holy Drip! Holy, Holy Drip! There we <laughs> but yeah, go. Holy Drip is um, my latest single that's out, and we just put out seven tracks like last week that was unreleased from like between 2012 and 2016. Oh, wow. That's impressive. So it's, it's all out right now. So Okay. Go go, yeah. check, go look up Terry Minor Jr. on Spotify. Yeah. I'll make sure to put that in the episode notes as well. And my last question before we go, what's next for Terry Minor Jr.? What's next? Oh, man. Just 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 soaking in the, um, just continual soaking like I ever have before in the uh, the uh, worship and in, 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 in his presence. Uh this past year, I've, I've just been more aware of concerning um, just stopping and being still in his presence. And so concerning um, my meetings where I go travel and preach, um, events, um, things that's, you know, being worked out. We got different things, uh, legs being worked out right now for California, New Jersey, other places. Besides all that, um, I would say what's next is um, that growth in the personal private place with him because I've been growing there in the private place a lot more within this past year and um, just going to deeper places in him and in worship and in meditating and just staying still and just, 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 just being in his presence, just being still in his presence. And my prayer closet is my garage and that's where I go. And just a few days ago I walked in and when I went in there, I was just like, Whoa, because the second my both feet went into the garage he was this only this is the only way I can describe it. He he was literally waiting on me in the garage. That may sound weird and and strange to some people. I know him. I have a relationship with him. He was waiting on me. His presence was already there. I walked in. I, I I walked into him. I walked into it. He was already there, and he just he he, he actually loved on me, and he and he 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 gave me some words that was so oh. 
But anyways, but yeah, that's what's next is, um, you know, we have more shows, we have more meetings and more dates and all that coming. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, also what's next that's new is art. And so I'm in the middle of illustrating children's book for Christian authors and stuff right now, too. So, hey, that's incredible yeah. to hear. Yeah. I might have to write me one of those yeah. and commission you out on that one. <laughs> yeah. Now that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, um, you also have a podcast, right? What is yeah. it? What's the name of that? Uh, just my name. You can just type in Terry Minor or you can type in Terry Minor International Ministries. I know that's a mouthful. So just type in Terry Minor in the podcast and you'll be able to find it. Oh, look, y'all, y'all man, y'all did y'all work. Mm-hmm. Oh, got work. That pulled up. Look at that. Yeah, hey. there it go. So, yeah, we got it pulled up. Just like I said right there on the, on the quote that's next to the podcast. We are all facing battles, but that is not an excuse to give up. Because the biggest trick from Satan is to make you feel like you're by yourself, but you but, but you really never are. And then it says, learn about the real you and how to apply spiritual laws in life to see victory over every circumstance you face. You can't lose if you don't quit. Hey, let's go. I love yeah. that. You're also a writer, too, on your website. I saw you got some blogs as well, which yes. is awesome. So yes. I'm, a, I'm a writer myself. So yes. that's incredible to see that as well for uh, giving glory to God. So it seems like you give glory to God in all that you do, in all facets yeah. of life, even with your marriage, even with your children. So highly respect you for that. And thank you so much for coming on the I Like Birds show, man. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. It's yes. been incredible. So for everybody li- listening, uh, make sure you go ahead and check out Terry Minor Jr.'s work, either on his website at terryminorjr.com, or you can check out his Spotify. And if this is your first time here we would love for you to subscribe and check out other previous episodes if you can go and subscribe on all platforms and uh if you want to support the ministry in any way you can go to ilikebirdsministry.com and you can support and give there you can buy a shirt or better yet you can buy a book of the first uh my first book that i wrote about my uh my mission trip to africa where uh we ministered there for 21 days to the widows and kids and we wrote a fun experience so you can feel like you're there with a uh, good humor and heartfelt sentiment all throughout it so thank you so much for being here truly appreciate you terry once again for coming back and we'll see you guys on the next one. That was good, man.